Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Hello, everyone. You are joining Mystic Margaritas with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. And today we are going to talk about an exciting concept of force versus strength. Hello, Margaret. Good morning, Marge. How are you? Doing well. Nice to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> and hear you. <laughs> I know. So, Margaret, I was thinking about this idea of force, and I actually looked it up, and it said, force is the push and pull upon objects interacting with another object, and that changes the motion. And I think to open our conversation about force, it's interesting how we view force um, in our cultures because force is really used by armies, right? To attack other armies. So strength is portrayed as having a lot of muscular strength, having strength and strategy and using the force to overcome. Um, I think it's interesting too, when we think about force in working out because we use heavier weights to build muscle and that puts force on our body. We all know though, if we put, if we use too much force, we can end up breaking a bone and um, being overcome in such a way that isn't healthy for us. So that leads us into stress and the stress on our body. And so I, we're gonna talk about today, this idea about force being something a little different, Margaret, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been, obviously been thinking about this quite a bit as well as you know we've been preparing for our our conversation today and I like that you looked it up and it's very interesting to me because what what came into my mind as you described the two objects you know uh um I, I, what I saw was them being in opposition to each other and, and I've been thinking about this in terms of um, the astrological um, events that are going on right now. Um, we just had a uh, lunar eclipse, you know, the full moon yeah. in Gemini, and the lunar eclipse was uh, about 2.30 this morning to about 4.30 this morning. And when we have a full moon and, and a lunar eclipse, we have um, an opposition of the sun and the moon, right? We have the sun on one side and the moon on the other side and the earth in the middle. <laughs> and so we're sort of in the middle of things. And when we have things in opposition to each other, planets, you know, astrologically, we are, they are opposed to each other, right? They are yeah. working in opposition to each other. And, and so the way that they work in the chart is to bring awareness to both polarities, right? And when we can bring awareness to 
both sides of an issue, both sides of a, of, uh, you know, a situation, then we can move forward and have this awareness without using force, right? When we try to force something, and, and this, you know, this is what the, what the questions that we asked at the beginning, you know, um, or at least in our uh, write-up of this show was, you know, uh, have you ever tried to force an outcome? And hey, how did that work out for you? You know, <laughs> and, oh, go ahead. It makes me think, Margaret, of of the whole Tao system, right? The the energy of yin and yang, and from the Chinese perspective, that is everything in the world. There's there's opposing energies, the yin and yang. When those energies are imbalanced, then we have that beautiful um, picture right, of a dark and a light, and then a dark and a light in each of those. And so the, our body is just like that, because our meridian system is based on yin, yin and yang principles. There's yin meridians and yang meridians, and yin organs and yang organs. And so they, for us to be healthy, the flow of those opposing energies have Ideally, they want to be such that it's in balance. And when it's in balance, we have health. We have health. And when it gets out of balance, then we move into illness and disease, at least if it's out of balance for a long period of time. So it's fun to think about the concept of meridian, the meridian system in the body and those opposing forces and what kind of opposing forces can influence the meridian system well everything really mental stress emotional stress nutrition even physical you know overexertion staying in a job where you're not happy for years and years there are all kinds of things that can really influence the dynamic of yin and yang or polarity in the body that's really a good way of looking at that. And, and so, so as we think about what happens when we try to force an issue or to try to, let's say, say we have some stress in our lives that we're, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to make something happen. We're trying to move in a particular direction and it seems like it's not flowing or whatever. If we go, if we start moving um, in the direction of forcing a particular outcome, um, you know, what, what we're really doing is constricting our awareness and our receptiveness to possibilities you know, so we're, we're moving from this vast starry universe of possibilities, right, of whatever, you know, anything is possible or, or the universe could be working with us to help us bring in the proper, you know, circumstances and events and so forth. Uh, but, but what we're doing instead of uh, being in that vast universe is all of a sudden we're, we've narrowed our, our focus and we've we're effectively moving into like a, a, what I saw was a, like a dark, dingy hallway. And as we proceed down this hallway, we start slamming doors or shutting doors that don't match our preconceived idea of what that outcome could, 
could look like. And so we start sort of indiscriminate, indiscriminately uh, eliminating possibilities for ourselves. And so it, it's like this constrictive uh, energy in our bodies, but it's also a, a, the force is a sort of a violent energy you know, energetically, it has the, the implication of violence. And so what we usually incur in the outer world when we try to force an outcome <laughs> is depth of resistance from other people, right? Or from, yes. or from the situation. Yes, I agree. It's so funny to think about that um, because, and, you know, energetically speaking within the energy systems of the body and even out in the universe, if you, if you try to constrict too much in your life, then some energies become deficient. Some energies become over energies. And that's when you, that's when things I think start to leave your control and you start to see the effects right? It's cause and effect. So you start to see the effects. I, I have to share a story about this once. It really is a perfect story to show how we can create. When we move into an energy, we can actually create something that we don't expect and maybe don't want. And I remember um, once I was so, oh my gosh, I was so angry at my husband for something, who knows what. And I just had to go for a walk, right? Not, but I had to go to work after that. So I was wearing these dark pants. And, and um, anyway, I'm outside walking along a river, right? And just walking, you know, how we do. And I'm breathing hard and trying to let go of this anger energy that I had, right? And I'm walking up and here comes some kids. And it's a school bus. So it's their school kids with their little cups and little sticks in their cups and they're out in nature and who knows what they're going to do but I'm walking along just marching as you know vigorously as I could and all of a sudden I feel something and I turn and one of the kids it was plaster in the cup and they took out some of the plaster with the stick and flicked it on my pants <laughs> and I stood there and I of course, I get mad about that, right? And I'm like, oh, look what they did to me. And so I go to the bathroom and I wash it off. And suddenly I just look in the mirror and I burst out laughing. I burst out laughing because I thought, oh my gosh, Marge, look what you just created with your anger energy. There was so much energy that that kid probably felt it and just felt the need to take that plaster and flick it on my leg. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought, what a great demonstration of what can happen when we when our energy goes over energy and right. starts to influence the environment. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> That's a great example. Oh yeah, you know, I, I've been thinking about that in terms of, um, you know, when people, when we look at um, archetypes and energies that that exist in our astrological chart, for example, or, or that, that, um, that we're working with. And we, a lot of times, like when people ask astrological questions of me, they will, they will be actually, they have an, a, an agenda, which might be hidden or not hidden, right? And it's usually about how, you know, I want this outcome, you know, how do I get this outcome? 
And, and I always have to look at them and, and say, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't do predictions. I don't do predictive astrology. And the reason is, is because what the astrological chart is, like from my point of view is, is this map of potential energies. And if we use them, if we, if we work with them and flow with the energies, they can be really positive for us, even if they generally are considered a hard energy, like the opposition, what, what we were talking about, you know, this, this, mm -hmm. I'm going to bring the, uh, you know, the energy back to the, the lunar eclipse, because, you know, it's a powerful energy yes, on the is. planet. And, and it used to be, you know, it used to be kind of a, a feared energy because, you know, they didn't necessarily know what was happening. Something is happening. It's portending something, right? And, and, but we know what it is physically that's going on now, but there's still an energetic property to that. But it doesn't mean that a particular outcome is going to happen. We, you know, we we that's that's trying to force, you know, force uh, an archetype into the physical realm where when it actually lives in the mystical realm, and the and the mythical realm. So we can use the energies and the and the information that's provided by those things uh, to to help us flow with the energies that are occurring rather than trying to, to force an outcome. I don't know if, if that, if it, that related to it, but. No, it really does. You said a key, key word to flow, right? Cause it's all about how well our meridians are flowing, how well we are flowing with life, right? It's so much about flow. And when you speak to the opposing archetypes, it makes me think of the chakra system because the chakra system has archetypes, archetypal energy associated with it. For example, the root chakra, the dysfunctional archetype is the victim. And so when we are in victim energy, um, we have a lot of our energy going outward because we've handed our energy over to others in our life. And so we have none. And that puts us in a powerless place, right? Now, usually when we're doing that, it's because we're running a lot of fear thoughts. Okay. And we end up being powerless in that. The functional archetype of the root chakra is the, um, it's the mother. And it's the mother energy in terms of nurturing self. So how do I pull that over energy of victimization back and flow with, oh, I can change my thoughts. I can, so that pulls in a little more of my power. I can feel more grounded in my body because it is about grounding. And that allows me to start to flow with others or with situations. Wow, that's that's really beautiful, and it it um, really relates to um, the the Sabian symbols for today. And when we get back from our break, I'd like to, uh, if you wouldn't mind, sort of um, recapping what you just said about the the first chakra. And um, I'd also like to say hi to Victoria. Thanks for joining us here, Victoria. Yay. 
Yeah, and so we're going to go on break right now. You're listening to Mystic Margaritas with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We'll see you and hear you in just a minute. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with a mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to MysticMargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, you're joining Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller in with Mystic Margaritas today. And Margaret, we were just talking about the first chakra or root chakra. And this chakra, each of the chakras have what are called dysfunctional and functional archetypes. And the dysfunctional archetype is really um, a behavioral pattern that we might see. And that when we see those shadows, if you will, they really do illuminate our greatest lessons for us. So they're, they're to be valued and, and um, appreciated, that's for sure. The dysfunctional archetype of the root chakra is the victim. And it's the victim because the root chakra is very much about we lose grounding when we're cycling through a lot of fear thoughts. And then I'm not feeling so safe and secure. Root chakra is about feeling safe and secure in the world. So then if I'm running a lot of fear thoughts, not feeling very safe, then I start to really put my energy way out beyond inside of me so that I'm grounded and everyone else has the power around me and I really don't have any. So then the answer to that, if I'm in that place, is to think about the mother archetype. That's the functional archetype of root chakra. And the mother archetype is just in terms of nurturing self. So how can I change my thinking so that I'm not spiraling down in fear, feeling unsafe and insecure, and therefore can take back some of my power 
And it's a very important thing to do because if we stay in that place, the energy, like you were, we were talking about earlier, Margaret, it gets all balled up, right? Really over energy and stagnated. And we want it to move because we need things to flow. Beautiful. Thank you. And thanks for uh, sharing that again. And I just wanted to bring in the Sabian symbols for today. And, and they're, they're the Sabian symbols that relate to this um, lunar eclipse. Okay, so it's where the moon, the position of the moon at nine degrees of Gemini and the position of the sun at nine de degrees of Sagittarius opposite each other in the astrological wheel. So, so the Sabian symbol for the moon today at nine degrees of Gemini is a quiver filled with arrows or a mid medieval archer with a bow and arrow. And it's basically Gemini is, is about our personal mind, our, 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 the way that we think individually, right? And, and, and the way that we express individually. And if, you know, in its shadow state, this, this archetype, this symbol is that you are so caught up in the mind that you don't have the focus that you, that is sort of describing what you, what you just said about going, you know, becoming the victim and that you can't possibly hit the mark in order to hit the mark, right? You have to have a, a combination of, of physical strength and fle flexibility along with that, that one pointed singular focus that allows you to, you know, draw that bow back and hit the mark. Well, then opposite, and it's a beautiful energy, right? That's, that's the energy of the moon in this, in this uh, full moon and this lunar eclipse. Then on the opposite side of that is the sun at nine degrees of Sagittarius. And the symbol for that is a mother and a child on a, on a staircase. And the mother is teaching the child how to navigate the dangerous staircase, right? And, and so it has to do with our our social training and our ability to developing skills to cope with our social requirements, right? And being able to move as an individual out there in the world. And I just thought, what a beautiful um, compliment to what you just said. It is. That fits right in with what we're talking about. I love that. And not only that, you know, when you talk about the bow and arrows, it makes me think again of, of a book I read some time ago called the I Ching. And they, the Jungian psychologists that wrote it talk about poison arrows. And it made me, when you're talking about bows and arrows, the upside is, you know, there's a lot of strength and you're able to maneuver and send out what you want to send out in the world. But on the downside of that, if we send out poison arrows, that's like, that's like calling someone a name that's a negative name, right? Or be 
it, it's saying negative things and and saying them to people or saying them about people. Those are those are examples of poison arrows. And why do we do that? Well, we usually we do that because we're insecure or not feeling safe inside. And so it's a way we have of controlling that feeling on a very subconscious level. And the subconscious is an interesting thing, isn't it? Part of, part of moving these arrows in an appropriate way and moving into the mother energy really does call for us sometimes to, to really realize that our subconscious is very powerful. We operate mostly from our subconscious than we do our conscious in most cases. And there are programs that have been set up from childhood and our subconscious that might contribute to us using our poison arrows. And so it does take, I, I think of the moon as that's the yin, right? The moon is yin. So it's deep, it's deep excavation of knowing self, of opening again, expanding enough to be able to know self so that we can move through those limitations and create more motion toward the sun which is maybe could represent our, our inner, our high energy, our joy energy, our strength, maybe. I love this. Uh, you know, this is, this is playing in the playground that I like to play in the most. <laughs> totally. <laughs> fun like, now. Yeah. Right. You know, because, because when we, when you are talking about the poison arrows and, and sort of, you know, you're talking about the shadow side of, of that. Most right. Definitely. And, and there's another interesting um, part of the, of that symbolism is that, that the word sin to sin uh, is, was actually originally an archery term. Oh, I that that. it is. It, it's an archery term and it means to sin in archery is to miss the mark. anyway so so it just kind of you know sort of moves into that that same idea and as you were talking about the the shadow you know the shadow parts of these things well the lunar eclipse is is a shadow right it's the shadow of the earth crossing the moon right because the earth is in between the moon and the sun at that point and and causing a shadow and so, so th- that is a really impo- important thing that we're working with right now. I, you know, I think individually and collectively, we're looking at these things. We're looking at our, our shadows. And this, this uh, lunar eclipse cycle is the last one of, of 2020. We're, we're right. closing up the year. And guess what, Marge, you and I and Mystic Margaritas get to um, have a show on the solar eclipse as well on December 14th and on the winter solstice on December 21st. So so we're really hitting the mark, I think, (laughs) in terms of of being able to talk about some of these energies as they're coming along. And and I noticed that um, Victoria had asked um, if she had missed uh, our reading of our cards for today. Well, 
Victoria, as it turns out, I'm at my son's house and I do not have my cards. So Margaret, I just have to rely on you today. Well, (laughs) guess what? Okay. So, so as I was pulling my cards for today, I pulled several, I pulled cards from several decks today and I could not decide between, um, two cards. <laughs> so wow, yeah, thank you. We get to do both. The sun and the moon working together there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I'm going to introduce these cards. The first one that I drew is from the way of the horse deck again, and it is this beautiful uh, dapple gray horse mm. and her eye. And it's called In a Silent Way. And the meaning of this card talks about patience and equanimity, poise under pressure, and passive leadership. It says, in light and in shadow, the wise gray mare watches over her herd with a calm mind and an open heart. The gift says, from the barn to the boardroom, flamboyant alpha style leaders are promoted as a force of nature, but imagining an alternative may be easier than we think. Just put yourself in the horse's place. Which herd mate would you choose to follow? The one who chases you away from the hay pile or the one who leads you to water and lets you drink? The most effective leader relinquishes the ambition to master others in favor of mastering himself. Beautiful. So that was the first one. It was a very yin card. Yes, it was a very yin card. And I want to talk about more about that idea of passive leadership when we Mm -hmm. uh, get back from break. But I'm going to go ahead and um, read the other card which was from the Lakota Sweat Lodge cards. And it is called Nian. And Nian is uh, air about air. It's the quality or the element of air. And it, it says, breathe in with gratitude and joy all that life has to offer you. Become conscious of the life-giving properties of the air surrounding you. If you'd like something to do something to help the world, use your mind for thoughts of beauty, joy, peace, and love. You'll be exhaling all of these into the air where they can circulate among your brothers and sisters on the earth. And the meditation for it, it says, within each breath, I inhale the gift of life and exhale the gift of myself into the world. Beautiful, wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit more about those when we get back from break, okay? Um, You're listening to Mystic Margaritas with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, 
finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. You're joining Mystic Margaritas with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Margaret, before the break, we were talking about the two cards, the beautiful cards that you pulled. One really was more of a yin card that talked about passive leadership. And then the other one was the air card right, that talked about this idea of ta- of being able to inhale the gift of life and exhale the gift of you. That was such a beautiful way to express that. So do you want to talk about the passive leadership first? I think I'll ju- do you want me to just start with that? Or do you want to start with that? Sure, go right ahead. You know, I, I see there's domineering leadership. And then there's a more passive leadership. And I really believe that a true leader is very skilled at bringing out the gifts and the strengths of everyone else who who is in the team, if you will, or in the group, because that leader is able to create a synergy that really takes things further than than if you were delegating and, and being more of a dominant leader, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Uh, of you know, it, that's when I think of um, the word passive leadership, and you know, especially as it relate related to that card, it's there's 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 value to both strategies in leadership, right? There are times when, when, for instance, in the horse in a horse herd, um, the the stallion will will lead by uh, by forceful methods if he has to, to in order to protect the the herd. But he always he leads from behind, and and he and the and the lead mare is the one who is sort of the day to day leader of uh, the herd, except for in emergency. And, and so she would be the one who would decide where the, where the horses go and, um, you know, go to the, lead them to the water to drink, for instance, but they would then allow the, the stallion to, the stallion would drink first because it's really important for him to be in the place of you know, that where he's ready to respond. And, and so then if he's a good leader, if he's a good leader in the herd, he would take a few drinks and then put out the energy for everyone else to move forward. 
rather than some kind of chasing away or you can't have this because it's mine kind of an energy. And, and when we do that, when we, when we're able to do that, we're basically what we're doing. If, if we're in a leadership role, you know, when describing what you described would be leading by example, right? Showing, showing them how to be or what to do and, and trusting that they can, um, that they can follow and that they can also lead in their own life or in their own um, actions. So if we go back to this idea of force, we have to move away from this idea that force is an aggressive act, right? It's a dancing with the energy, knowing when to step forward, knowing when to step back and being able to lead from that, uh, that flow, if you will of energy. Okay. And so, so when, when we, then that's when force moves from the shadow into the gift and we move from, from force to strength. And that's what you were talking about. The difference, you know, when we, when we think about strength, when we think about force, we think about like physical prowess, physical strength and being forceful in that way. So strength is something much more fluid right it's much more dynamic than that and and i was uh, i was thinking that like what for me a definition of what true strength is is um our presence our ability to be present our flexibility our awareness of other people and the environment our uh you know, and, and what that eventually that, what that really turns into when we come back to the idea of, you know, trying to force an outcome or, you know, or using an alternative to force, which was, is strength being in our strength. If we have that flexibility, if we have that presence, if we have that awareness that translates to being able to feel the timing of things you know, it's following the energy instead of trying to force a particular outcome. And the, you know, the outcome becomes less important in that, in that scenario, in a way, because it becomes the perfect unfolding of whatever, of whatever you're led to through the energies. Unfolding and allowing. Right. It makes me think of being centered and grounded within ourselves, because if I'm not centered or grounded in my within myself, any event or any person can come up and kind of knock me off kilter. Right. And when we get knocked off kilter, then we move into stress and it's harder to recover from that stress. And so there's actually a place on our body just below the navel called a dantian. And that's the center, that's the center spot of our body. And so to become more centered and grounded in self, we can use the root chakra to send a cord down to the earth that to ground us, but we can also focus on that centering point below our navel and breathe into that to find that center of self. And of course, the other thing that goes along with that, of course, are our thoughts. Right. And I just want to give everybody a little 
kind of a something to keep in mind about this. I love to teach my clients this, that if you think that we are a finite energy bank and we can make deposits and we can make withdrawals, then what am I doing in any moment in time? Am I making a deposit? Is it neutral? Or am I making a withdrawal? And that can be anything in terms of what we're thinking or what we're doing or even making choices. Does this feel neutral? Is it adding something or is it taking something away? Because that's how energy flows. We're talking about contrast energies. We're talking about energies of opposites. And we're talking about the motion and movement between those opposing forces. Right, right. And so if we're, um, if we're able to utilize that, that tool that you just were giving us about breathing, breathing into the belly, uh, then we, then we're really, um, what I just saw, I, I just flashed on this, uh, you know, breathing the air into the belly, into that fire in the belly, right? So when you breathe air into fire, you strengthen that fire, right? So you come for, from a stronger um, center, from a stronger place. And, and and, you know, this was in something that I was reading from uh, uh, Richard Rudd, again, um, with the Gene Keys. And he's, he talks about that very same thing. He's saying that the strength that you're looking for, the strength that, that, that will allow the proper outcome to, to come, comes from that place, comes from bringing our attention and our awareness deep into that center of our being. And, and it's, it's really like, in a way, that, that inward turning that we have to do, right, in order to become centered and grounded in our body, um, you know, whether we're, we're coming into our heart center or just into our Dantian or in, into whatever area of our body, when we bring our awareness fully into the body and out of the the tape loop and the, you know, the, the mind loop, then we are truly um, able to, we're coming from, we're stilling the wave, I guess is the way that I would describe that. We're, we're coming from that inner stillness that allows us to see, you know, what the, what the next pro, uh, um, what the best action step is, right? And to flow with the energy of that. I love that because it makes me think of the Chinese five elements, right? And you've got the fire element, that's our joy and enthusiasm. You've got the water element and, and there's a nurturing cycle and a controlling cycle. And actually with the water element controls the fire energy. Mm-hmm. So water element is kidney bladder, which is fear and control. And so that can douse the fire. So we need to allow that to flow through the wood element, which is liver gallbladder. That's a transformative energy back into fire where we can con- reconnect with that sense of joy and enthusiasm and gratitude and all those things. Isn't that beautiful? That is so beautiful. <laughs> That's the heart of the wheel. <laughs> I'll just 
about the other part another time. <laughs> right. No, I hope that we get to talk about that again. Go ahead. Um, you know, I'm really curious because I, you know, I've been around, I mean, you work with horses. I've been around horses a fair amount. And what I, I just want you to speak to the, this energy when you introduce a human and a horse together. And there is that very, uh, opposing forceful energy going on from the human to the horse and what happens with that so the well, human's coming in with you know some over energy if you will how does the horse respond to that so so that that's a really beautiful question so the the horse is a prey animal and so a lot of times uh depending on depending on the horse. Okay. So if we're talking about Mustangs uh, or a wild horse that has lived in the wild, um, which, you know, the horses that I have um, were, are three of the four are, are Mustangs. And so in, so they are going to look at us as predators right? Because that's the energy, especially if we're coming in with a forceful energy. And so either they're going to flee, or they're going to have a fearful uh, response, or they're going to, if, or they're going to stand their ground and maybe threaten. Now, if we're dealing with a horse that has been, you know, around humans for a long period of time, or that they're, for instance, we're um, you, you uh, we're working with them to uh, do therapy or something like that. They're going to respond authentically to the energy, right? right. So, so people come come in sometimes <laughs> with forceful en energy because they're scared of the horse. Yeah. So, right. so they don't know what else to do except for to be kind of, you know, like. Uh, I'm not scared. I'm, I'm big and tough and, and, you know, you don't scare me. And the horse will, in that instance, will probably do something that do actually does scare them so that they can come back and be congruent. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. Nature is amazing to observe, right? And yeah. we learn so much by interacting with horses, I think. Yeah. They're, they're really wonderful, intuitive, and incredible beings that, that really uh, mirror for us where we're hiding out. Well, they do. And, and that what, just, what you just described is exactly what I was saying with my story about coming out with this forceful anger energy outside right? Just minding my own business, huffing and puffing on my walk because I'm so angry. And all of a sudden, a kid who I don't know, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know me, but he just felt the urge to do what the horse did, which is take that plaster and go whap. <laughs> That's right. I have more to deal with than just my anger, don't I? And it's like, wow. So that is pretty funny. It's it's always fascinating. But I think that happens between people, too. If you stop and think about, you know, some situations anyone on this call has had with other people, then you might see some of that same energy dynamic. Right. So here we are coming up to our last break. Uh, you're listening to Mystic Margaritas with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. And we're going to um, talk a little bit more about this when we come back. See you in just a minute. 
Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas in this context represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. This is Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller with Mystic Margaritas. You're joining us on Inspired Choices Network. Margaret, before we went on break, we were talking about horses and how nature can really show us beautifully this dynamic between force and and flowing back to something softer than maybe force or a gentle force even. Um, I wanna talk for a minute because it's great to recognize these flows of energy and the contrasting energies and the over and the under of energies and moving from you know force into a strength, finding the strength within self. And uh, I wanna talk for a second about epigenetics because if we, are in opposing energy for too long, we know it's not good for our bodies. And epigenetics is a field of study that teaches us that it, if we are in stress for too long, it, it can actually flag some genes for genetic expression for disease or illness. So it becomes very important for all of us to learn how to manage our own stress. And there are different kinds of stresses, of course. There's, uh, there's nutritional stress. So maybe I'm eating fast food all the time and I need to do something different there. There's mental emotional stress. So then I need to take responsibility for my own thought process, thoughts and beliefs and become aware of them and learn to choose maybe different thoughts and beliefs that generate a different emotional outcome as well. Or if I have an emotional um, expression that, that isn't ideal, then I have to take responsibility for that. So this idea of epigenetics and that we are responsible and that we can really influence the over and under energies that's going on within ourselves is an important idea for our well-being. And as we become more proficient at doing that, we are actually able to experience our strength, our centeredness, our ground, groundedness in a very different way to the point where we can experience more joy and um, gratitude in life. Our energy changes tremendously when we're able to manage ourselves in a different way. Yes, I, and I love that epigenetics is, you know, that you brought up that topic that, that we are, you know, that we actually have more say in what, uh, what happens in our body, what happens in our lives, right? And it's through that, through that um, becoming the stewards of our own energy is how I always like to put that, you know, because as, as we learn, you know, what, what, 
different states of being as we identify what that feels like, what that looks like in our body, what that, what that, you know, what we are flagging, right? If we're, if we're hanging out in um, stress and trying to force an outcome is very stressful, (laughs) you can, you can kind of tell when you're there, right? Because it is a very stressful thing. And if we do move our energy back into, like you were saying, into uh, a centered, grounded place, then we start tapping into uh, the flow. Then we start being able to flow with the energy. And, and we're, we're actually influencing outcomes when we do that, right? Because we're always, we're interacting with the environment and our, our genetic makeup is interacting with the environment. Okay. And so if we're cultivating that from the inside out, then we actually are having an influence into the outer environment. And everything you just described sounds so easy, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's just ease. And that's what we want, flow and ease. And uh, you know what, and it is, it actually is that easy. It's not that simple for us sometimes, but, mm-hmm. but it is that easy. And you, you, as we were on the break, I glanced down at um, my paper that I had a quote uh, written on and it's, um, it's from Lao Tzu. And it, it was in the, um, this particular gene key that talks about uh, force and strength and majesty. And it says, the very softest thing of all can ride like a galloping horse through the hardest of things, like water, like water penetrating rock. And so the invisible enters in. That is why I know it is wise to act by doing nothing. And how few, how very few understand this. Mm, that's powerful. <laughs> well, you know, we are raised in this culture. We're very much raised to, you know, push, 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 goal, 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 achieve, 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 buy, buy, buy. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is a very forceful energy that can create a lot of stress for a lot of people, right? And especially if we're not mindful uh, that we're in that race. Wonderful. So here we are at the end of our show. Next week, we'll be back. I know it flew by. Next week, we're talking about from overwhelm to positive action. And we hope that you join us there. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mystic Margarita Show. Marge and Margaret will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, drink up the magic in you.